Hey, welcome to the Team Babe podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. We are both the babes. How are you, Babe? I'm good. I had to clear my throat, though. Oh, no. Should we run that again? (laughs) 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 I'm just joking. Okay. I'm cool with the throat clear. Okay. Got to keep it clear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we're, we're back in full swing, back to... Uh, you counting me in, yeah, and then me doing the intro, yeah. How's that feel? I think that feels right. Is that back it? in the Is that back in the groove? Yeah, I mean, you know, we can always throw throw a monkey wrench on there now and then. Sure, you know, we got to keep it fresh, man. Yeah. So what we'll do right now for all the live listeners is we'll uh, we'll put up a uh, Twitter poll, and so if you log in and then search for the hashtag, um, <laughs> uh, which intro is better? Uh, Robin Jason 2019. <laughs> I mean, this is just for the live listeners. Uh, go there now, and then you can vote on who does the better, who did the better intro, who you like to hear better right at the start of the show. I like how you promote these polls on a social media that we don't have. That's great. I mean, that's really, it's yeah. really helpful. That's great. <laughs> well, we also don't have the um, poll. Correct, because we, we're not on Twitter. The I whole mean, thing's a farce, man. Not yet, but maybe we'll be. I mean, we probably should be. Apparently, all comedians are on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I'm all over Twitter. I mean. Aren't you? <laughs> other than my auto posts, no. Mm. Yeah, you got to be on there making like funny quips and writing jokes and stuff like that. That's yeah. how I heard you're supposed to do it. Well, then we're doing it wrong. I guess we might be doing it wrong. We might not know what we're doing. we might not have time to know what we're doing but we'll get there yeah we will get there by slowly continuing to not know what we're doing and just doing it doing the damn thing yeah and just look into it you know what i mean i mean i think just doing things you don't know how to do is probably better than doing nothing yeah I think so. I mean, I'll, I'll let the listenership decide, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, like, I mean, we got, uh, we got our TikTok account set up now. So if you can get us on TikTok or whatever, um, look us up there <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, um, team babe, uh, for life, uh, on TikTok. I don't know how they're, their um, <laughs> their things work but uh yeah so i mean we're this is kind of a new thing we're branching out into and if you guys want to follow us on there that's great uh we would love to to hear from you um are you gonna start doing a spot for me undies too while you're at it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah so um it's funny it's like it's uh it's an interesting take on um this it's like anti-promotion <laughs> Yeah, go look for us in places where we're not. Yes, yeah. Well, you know, that's where you find the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Someday you'll be rewarded, dear listener. Uh, Really? Are you going to be on TikTok? I don't know. Isn't everybody? I really hope not. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. So, uh, yeah, so don't look for us there. Um, if you stopped the podcast to go look for that, or if, because this is not funny and totally not interesting, <laughs> um, then uh, 
sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not sorry. <laughs> this is your yeah, bit. Yeah, man. It's human nature. I'm not sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, uh, how how was your week? My week was, uh, it feels like it was pretty good. That's good. Did some cool stuff. Um, you know, I mean, like, the work week is the work week or whatever. That's been okay. Yeah. Uh, but had a fun time last weekend uh, taking, taking thing to on the first overnight backpacking trip yeah into the uh into the woods the wilderness yeah into mm-hmm. the wilderness um and that was quite an adventure yeah got, we i i and charlie got to do our first uh snow backpacking yeah yeah so it was pretty it was pretty intense yeah and i what did my first like letting you go snow backpacking without complaining <laughs> Well, I've never been snow backpacking before, so. Well, you've also never, you know, taken our child into the wilderness, so, uh, you know, I thought thought it was pretty cool. Oh, man, you were super cool. Like, and it's a real good thing that you couldn't see what we were doing. I know you were in a blizzard. Yeah, like we, so we drove into the woods. I've been planning to do this for months, right? And we've been doing all these, like, uh, practice hikes so that we're ready and, you know, we've been putting on backpacks with like big water jugs in them and stuff like that. Right. Um, to get, to get ready. It's actually like maybe the first time I've ever trained for a backpacking trip. Nice. And that was great. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the target weekend last weekend, I start looking at the weather and it's like, it's going to snow. Right. And I keep looking at it all through the week. Like I must've checked the weather app like a billion times. Right. Like just hoping that that was going to change and like flip flopping on, are we going to go? Are we not going to go? There was a lot of anxiety. <clears throat> Mega anxiety. Cause you know, I mean, I want this, I wanted this to be a good experience for, well, yeah. for Charlie and you know, me too. Sure. Or whatever. So that wasn't quite what I was envisioning. Anyway, we pull up to the, the trailhead and it's like, it's snowing hard mm-hmm. and the wind is blowing hard. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Like the, this is like the culmination of an hour, almost a two hour drive, like up into, up into the mountains or whatever. Right. I'm like, okay, are we going to turn back? Like if you were there, you would have been like, no fucking way. Are you <laughs> taking my kid out? <laughs> Which is why I stayed home. Yes. And why I don't wear a body cam. <laughs> apparently like a police officer or something um <laughs> like robocop yeah i don't know why why would you do that though i don't know i mean isn't everybody gonna be doing that pretty quick i'm not <laughs> <laughs> me either but anyway so yeah i was just like okay well we're all the way up here like we'll just put our shit on and like you know like we brought like um, big garbage bags, like lawn bags and stuff to like, for like, uh, you know, to keep the rain out of the packs and stuff. So we use those as like backpack covers. Right. It looked pretty janky, but we all, we actually had like the right gear, which yeah. was good. Yeah. And uh, yeah. after spending way too much on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, you know, just so you know, the only thing that I knew about any of that was just a text that said, we're in the parking lot. It's snowing. We're getting ready to go. And then right. I didn't actually hear anything else. Yeah, that's because twenty four hours. The phones you know, don't work. Twenty four hours went by. I mean, I, not close that close to it. Close to tw- twenty four. I mean, not that I don't expect that, but you know, yeah. Just FYI. 
Well, believe me, I was thinking about that the whole time. If there was some way I could have gotten a message to you to say, hey, everything's cool, I would have done it. But yeah. that doesn't really work out there. Well, you know, the fact that you didn't come home in the middle of the night sort of told me that you were fine or you were dead. Yeah. So, so there, were the, there was that. So that's good. That's a good, probably a good practice in like not panicking for you. Did you have any panic? Um, no, not until like the next day. I was just kind of like, okay, like if I don't hear anything by like 2 p.m., I'm going to start being worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when did you hear from us? Like, like noon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it didn't take too long to hike out of there. The hike in is always longer or whatever. But anyway, so yeah, it rained. I mean, it snowed like crazy mm-hmm. and it was great. We yeah. had an awesome time. So my, my strategy was like, okay, well, we'll just hike. And then if it seems like it's okay and we're not like miserable, right. then we'll stay the night. Right. And if we're, if, if it's not okay and we are miserable, we'll just come back. Because it's like, all right, well, just throw your shit in the bag and come back. Yeah. yeah. And it would have been a, a pain in the ass, but, like, it was fine. We had a great time. Started a huge fire. I kept dragging these big, uh, big like, trees over and just kind of propping them up <laughs> into this awesome <laughs> fire pit at the campground that, or the campsite that we found. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just burned, like, great. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, the pictures looked cool. Yeah. And uh, we even had coals when we woke up in the morning so we didn't have to, like, burn paper or, you know, try to... That's pretty impressive. You know, mess around with all the difficulties of starting a fire in the rain and snow. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was awesome. So that's kind of the highlight of my uh, life. Of your life? So far. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's, It's probably... That's an exaggeration, but it's probably... Uh, well, I don't know. I'm proud of how it went. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Charlie had a great time and was, you know, like there wasn't any problem. And my ego is not so big that I can't accept the fact that your, you know, most exciting moment in your life did not include me. (laughs) Hey. Hey. It's a love fest. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we're still together, because I don't take personal offense to these kinds of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was kind of joking about it being the best thing in my life or something, but, you know, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I was glad. Glad it went well. And, like, all the preparation paid off and everything. So, yeah. I I mean, I... How was your week? Yeah. My my week was like way more boring than that. I mean, I didn't go out into the wilderness or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. While you were gone, I watched an episode of The Voice. Ooh. And then I went to sleep. Wow. Was is that crazy? That sounds cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I might have met, read a magazine. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was like you were packed. home. You were like home alone. Yeah. You were little Kevin McAllister. <laughs> Or like little <laughs> Kavina McAllister <laughs> running um, around the house. Yeah. Uh, putting on I, the aftershave, jumping on the bed. I mean, truly, I was actually only by myself for like less than 12 hours. So it wasn't really all that exciting. Some of those were spent sleeping. We're all by ourselves when we sleep. That's true. I mean, pretty much. Like, even if you're in contact with somebody, you're just like, you're gone. Oh, I am majorly checked out when I'm asleep. Yeah. Like, all systems are shut down. Isn't like, it kind of weird how we all, or almost all of us anyway, like just, like, die for six to eight hours every night, and then we miraculously wake up? I don't 
don't really think about it like dying personally um, because I feel like you're about a millisecond away from living and being awake. I mean, as far as you know, but what, like, there could be all this weird shit that goes on, you know, while you're asleep. Well, I mean, I guess, but, you know, um, not to be, like, you know, morose or anything, but I have, you know, experienced at least, like, one little glimpse of what death might be like, and it doesn't seem like it's sleeping, you know? No, I guess not. I guess I haven't experienced that, so I don't know. I got knocked out one time. Yeah. It's similar to... a concussion the other time. I think it's similar to being knocked out, but... When you go to it was, sleep, it was higher consequence to... for sure because of blood loss for you. Yeah, yeah. I, Did we I talk mean, about that? Yeah, yeah, I've been knocked out a bunch of times too, but like, I don't think. Um, I don't know. There's a there's a difference between going to sleep and then like being put to sleep because of trauma of some kind. Like it's a different experience. I guess so. You don't think it's um, you don't think it's weird that you go to sleep and you just kind of check out for several hours every, no. every night. No, I don't think it's weird at all. But it is weird if you think about it. If Because, like, we just don't think about the fact that we go away. But we have to go away so that our brains can, like, recharge. I guess. Right? But what happens during all that time? I mean, if you take Ambien, you might be up, like, driving around <laughs> in your car and making a, you know, cheeseburger and, like... Well, I don't know what that's like. I've never Walking up and Ambien. down the street and doing, like, crazy dances... Yeah, I mean, you totally could, but that's not really sleeping. Yeah. Well, but, so maybe someday I'll change your mind about how that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, maybe. Uh, maybe you just don't sleep like I do. Uh, yeah. Maybe you d- are dead. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a very light sleeper, but I still think it's weird. Maybe you're a vampire. Yeah, so that's great. That's good. What... Uh, what are we going to talk about? Oh, well, besides I mean, all the social media. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I mean, I think we, we actually talked about it, right? Like what we wanted to talk about today. Like we got something on, on our minds. We do. Yeah. Right. Like, isn't it change? Change? Like ch ch changes? Yeah. Like turn and face the strange uh-huh. changes. Yeah, that's why I said, um, that's why I gave you that awesome hint of, well, maybe I'll change your mind <laughs> about got, that I got someday. That. Oh, you got it? Okay. I got it. Because cool. your eyebrows went all the way up to your hairline. Yeah, it was almost like when you read our email address. Oh my gosh. Don't even try it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you were like on my shit list. <laughs> you know, it's hard being a social media genius. These days, you know, not everybody can appreciate it, but I'm glad that you at least put up with me. (laughs) I have no comment. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, uh, changing, like, like changing your mind, changing your area code, changing your clothes, changing your zip clothes. Clothes, <laughs> changing your zip code, like clothes and code got mixed up for me there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So what? Why? Why are we going to talk about that? Because I feel like we've done a lot of that, like in our lives, mm-hmm. and probably in kind of like a short amount of time. I mean, I think like the hardest thing to change is not your zip code, and it's not your clothes, and it's not all that. It's your mind. 
Like, mm. if you decided that you, like, feel some way about something and you're like, that's right and that's how I feel and that's the thing and I've decided, it is really hard to, like, change that. And it's interesting to me what causes people to change. Mm-hmm. And that's probably only interesting to me because, you know, we've done that a lot. Like, more than a lot. Like, Yeah. <laughs> So I think we're going to have like slightly different takes on that a little bit because I feel like because of my, you know, my Enneagram number or whatever. Your nineness. My nineness that I'm going to be like, I'm, you know, more apt to like consider all these options and like, you know, maybe like kind of be a mercenary and go over over here and kind of flip flop on issues and stuff like that. But still there are certain things that, that I've had a harder time changing my mind about and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then some things that are, that have just been super easy, but I'm curious what got you specifically thinking about that in our, um, when we were in the uh, boardroom doing our pre-production <laughs> meeting with all the whiteboards and the iPads and <laughs> the Fiji water or whatever. What, with the corporate environment. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, what got me thinking about that? Well, you know, yeah, what I mean, made you want to take that from the boardroom to the um, recording studio, recording room, <laughs> to the <laughs> isolation booth. <laughs> <laughs> the isolation booth, I think, is like our house. It's like mm-hmm. where we go to escape all other people. It's definitely my isolation booth. Yeah. <laughs> um, what made me want to talk about that? Well, it just occurred to me that. Um, part of the reason that we have all of these, you know, things we've talked about is because of this is because of changing your mind or having to change what you're doing, uh, like in order to move forward. So hmm. I think that's, um, it's sort of like the thing that makes all those things possible. Yeah. And it's not always like, you know, under great circumstances. So I think there's like a certain amount of like, are you going to survive? Are you going to overcome something, some problem or challenge? And, and does that surviving mean that you have to change your mind? Right. Right. But I feel like for, for me personally, like I had to undergo an entire change of like my mindset. Um, after we foreclosed the house. Oh yeah. And that sort of... Right. We talked about some of that change. Mm-hmm. That was dramatic. It was dramatic and I had to kind of just decide to do that. And then I realized that I could decide to change my mind about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What What's an example of something like more, maybe more recently that you changed your mind about? <laughs> well, I mean... Is that like an ambush question? <laughs> <You know? laughs> the hard-hitting like uh, fucking Barbara Walters of this man, podcast. Barbara. Man. Dude, yeah. lay it on thick, why don't you? <laughs> Coming from that journalism past. Mm-hmm. Just don't even soften the blow. Yeah, who do you want to be today? Ugh. Let me ask you that, bub. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm just recently like announced that I'm going to be leaving the Reading Fashion Alliance. Oh. And that's something I've changed my mind about recently. Right, but not the fact that you're going to leave. You changed your mind that you are going to leave. I mean... Saying that you're going to leave. I mean, I changed my mind about staying. I changed my mind about um, being responsible for it and Mm -hmm. continuing it on, you know, past these three years that I've... Right, that you've put in. Yeah. Yeah, and um, actually previously to starting 
the Fashion Alliance, um, I actually changed my mind about something else, which really actually was kind of part of the reason why I did that project. Um, I, all my life, I've been very ashamed to say that I'm from Reading. There've been, that's always like a, a beating around the bush type of affair. If people say, where are you from? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. I'm from Northern California. <gasps> oh, like San Francisco? Yeah, like, like San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. yeah. You know, and. Um, no, a little bit farther north. <laughs> when people would ask, uh, ask Slam that when we were in the band and stuff, he'd be like, we're in the, the uh, shadow of Mount Lassen up in eastern Shasta County or something like oh, that. Like he would specific. never he would never say or or real vague. <laughs> like Shasta County, you know, has like, I don't know, millions of acres or whatever. Yeah, totally. Um, well, I didn't want to say I was from Shasta County either. I mean, to be honest, like to me that's always been a shameful thing. Uh so I have <laughs> I lived in this idea that I could just like live here in my hometown, but not actually ever claim any like, you know, residency. Mm -hmm. Always be anonymous. Always be anonymous and never be a part of anything and Mm -hmm. never like kind of um, shout it from the rooftops that I'm from Reading. Yeah. And so. Oh, right. So that was a change. So that was a. For you and one of the reasons why yeah. you decided to get involved. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I decided to take it on because I realized that in order to make any progress, I was going to have to own up to the fact that I am from here. Right. Well, it's like you were thinking globally, but acting locally. <laughs> yeah. Know? That's a great way of putting it. I <laughs> you mean, were like. I would never say that, but yeah. <laughs> you were like recycling, you know? Uh-huh. You I mean. Like, I, I mean, I yes, I was trying to do something nice. Right. I was trying to uh, give back, as they say. But you heard it here. No more Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah. No, so yeah, yeah, that's those are big changes. Like, that's big. That's Yeah, I remember you talking about that where you're like. I'm going to have to cop to it. Yeah. And I can't live in denial. No. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not just a river in Egypt, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I pulled out all the best jokes. Oh, man. Jeez, man. Yeah, I never heard that one before. Yeah. Yeah, so huh. oh, that's interesting, too, because, like, I just I signed up for this app. Um, this is not a joke. Oh, okay. I signed up for this app that's, like, you know, for, like, uh, renting or not renting. What do they call it? Borrowing library books or whatever on your phone. Oh, okay. And that's how I got this book called uh, How to Change Your Mind by this Michael Pollan guy that I've been listening to like for the last few days or whatever. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. And so it's kind of funny that you brought that up today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you if that played into it at all. I know you told me that, but I didn't actually remember the name of the book. Subconscious, man. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I've been learning about about that too but you know like the pollen book is really interesting but it's like talking about basically like um psychedelics and stuff like that and how they change your change mind change your mind ah so it's kind of a play on words might, how they might have changed yeah it's like not necessarily changing your mind about issues or something yeah but it sort of is because that's part of the it's whole like psych history of psychedelics and changing your mind on a western culture neuropathic level or something yeah yeah mm-hmm. right yeah so Anyway, that's been pretty interesting too. Um, yeah. But yeah, you you mentioned a sea change. I was yeah. thinking about what that actually means. Do you have any idea what 
that means. I know I looked it up at some point, and I actually... Um, I mean, other than being a, a wonderful Beck album. Yeah, that's a cool Beck album. I remember really being really into that. Mm-hmm. Um, although now I just, like find I don't have a lot of patience for it. It's weird how those things kind of come and go. Um, yeah, well, it's very slow. It's very melancholy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sea change. So I remember like thinking uh, during... The time, I think, right after we uh, lost the house, we moved, we did all kinds of things, that um, I realized I was going through a sea change. That a sea change is basically, I don't really know what the definition is, but basically just kind of like changing everything that you do, not just one right. part. It, it is like a complete turnaround. It's a 180. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, okay, the sea is like big. It right. also could be looked at as like your environment or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like a complete change. If you change change the whole sea, you're changing everything. You're changing everything yeah. that you live in, that you right. exist in, you know? And it may also refer to like weather or something where like you might be on a boat on a placid ocean and all of a sudden the wind you know, change this direction and you're in the middle of a hurricane. I mean, mm. that would also kind of be like a sea change, you know, like. I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, th- that is noted and it is true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's right. Oh, okay. I'm just joking. That's that's fine. Please take that down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, noted. Thank you. Add minutes such and such <laughs> on second such and such. And forever Someone and ever. made a mistake. I actually didn't make a mistake. That's just your opinion. So opinions are not mistakes, Jason. Oh, okay. Jason. I don't Jason. think I've heard you say my name. Yeah, you're in trouble. For a while. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the teacher says your name. You're going okay. to the principal's office. Yeah. As long as you don't <laughs> add in my middle name, we're all good. I don't think I've ever said your middle name unless I was talking to someone about filling out a form. Does your middle name seem like your name? No. No? Not mine. Because mine, when I, I don't even think, I never think about it. Right. And then when I do think about it, I'm like, wait, that's my middle name. <laughs> like, that doesn't seem like me at all. Nobody ever uses that. But you were given your middle name so that it could be your, oh, you could yeah. use it. Yeah. It was all about, like, when you change your name, like you're going to do that, you can change <laughs> it to your middle name. That's such a weird concept to feed to a kid. Nicole. Like, and so then, because my parents were always telling me that, I then, as like a toddler, would tell people that my name was Nicole. And did you know you were like, like fucking up? Yeah. The, okay. So you did it on purpose. Yeah. It was a joke. Like, Nicole. <laughs> Nickel. What's your name, little girl? Nickel. Man, so you were you were a comedian <laughs> just from way back, huh? Oh yeah, it's survival, you know. Got to get them laughs. I don't think anybody laughed. I think they were just kind of like, "Why would your name be Nickel?" <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a cool name. <laughs> if that band Nickelback hadn't <laughs> taken it, it'd still probably That's be one of true. the best names ever. Morgan, you know, Morgan wanted to name Charlie Kettle. Kettle's pretty good too. Yeah, it's pretty good. That always makes me think of that uh, Kettle Whistle Jane's Addiction album. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So, so um, sea change. Yeah. Um, and that's what has been kind of, it feels like has been going on for us for like a long time, but very slow, slow, but sure. It's like if the tides on whatever our world is, uh, the team babe world (laughs) took like 10 years to come in and go out instead of like happening every 12 hours or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah, and I think part of that is because um, 
when you've made mistakes and you've screwed things up, you're not sure that whatever you've changed your mind to is like correct or you can back it up or people, you know, whatever. When you say these new opinions, these new things, uh, the people are going to be like, yeah, cool, dude. (laughs) Or if they're going to be like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know shit. You just like screwed your whole life up, you know? Yeah. So does that change how you, how you approach talking about this stuff? Yeah. I mean, so (laughs) I really like for so long, I've been so afraid of people hating me again because it's not like the first time that like um i was very very reluctant to do anything or not or like stop being anonymous mm-hmm. like for a really long time oh uh, yeah and uh that you were drinking that haterade <laughs> <laughs> metaphorical haterade i mean i don't think i'm like a hater i i don't i don't think i'm like 100 percent negative no but i mean like i think my fear of being um a scapegoat or just being like sort of a <laughs> the person that stands up and goes i'll take all the shit thanks you know or whatever mm-hmm. because you've got an opinion somebody doesn't like or you do something that somebody's like or you just do a good job and people take note and then other people are like hey why do you have to do that so good why do you get all this credit or why are, you know why are mm. you special yeah see this all is that weird kind of i've never had any any of this yeah. I have all kinds of other internal conflicts and, you know, dialogues right. and, and conversations that continually go on or whatever. But I haven't had that one. I guess everybody <laughs> likes me. Everybody likes you, dude. Well, let's put up a, another poll on Twitter. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, but hey, how about this? Why does everybody like you? I mean, obviously you're very likable and like friendly and sweet and genuine. Like you have mm. these like very likable qualities about you. Yeah. You're like a very truthful person, you know, but like, but I think the other reason why people like you is because you don't make waves, generally speaking. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that, that is like, yeah, that is spot on. I think I, and I don't know, like sometimes, you know, I'll hold back on saying what I really think or feel about something in the moment to either just make it easier or like, you know, spare somebody's feelings or something. But, you know, I mean, it's something I'm working on and that I'm like trying to get better at and stuff, Um, you know, about like speaking up, saying what I think and stuff. But yeah, when that stuff changes Mm -hmm. like pretty, like fairly radically Mm -hmm. over the course of several years and stuff like that. Right. You know, yeah, I guess it's just hard to say that stuff sometimes. It's almost like letting people down, I think, for you. It's like, I mean, I think people see you in a certain way. And if you were like, well, actually, it's none of that. Mm. So let me just break it to you. (laughs) (laughs) They would be like, oh, I thought that Jason and I agreed on everything. And Mm. now I'm finding out that that's not true. And I'm really disappointed. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, so there's been there have been some experiences somewhat like that. Yeah. With some people. Sure. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think, you know, maybe some of that. that so that's my fear that people aren't going to like me if I disagree with them. So I'm trying to get better at being highly disagreeable. <laughs> you mean like me? <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why you've noticed me being so combative, such a feisty little fucker on this podcast. You know, With me? Yeah. What? Oh, man. 
<laughs> the, per- the only person that I don't need to do that with. You know, yeah. Well, first of all, you don't it's have... It's just for comedic effect, babe. You don't have any problem disagreeing with me. No. Let's make that clear. No. Like, you don't have any problem speaking your mind to me, telling me, like, 100% what you think, as far as I know. I mean, if you're sugarcoating this, they're, like, wow. <laughs> It's a very thin candy shell. I mean, very thin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> like it might melt in your hand. Like sometimes you say stuff to me and I'm like shocked. And I mean, like it takes a lot to shock me. Wow. Because you can, you can like think of the worst, most horrible, like harsh way to say something that is like disgusting. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, oh God, like I wasn't ready. I mean, some people just have <laughs> like different talents, you know. It's true. I mean, <laughs> mine is for saying. Apparently, is for saying the worst, most disgusting, horrible thing at any given moment. But you could. do it on purpose because you think it's funny. <laughs> I, I mean, and after all these years, I'm not always ready, so it must be pretty inventive. That's all I have to say. Well, I do try to ambush you. Yeah, yeah, you and yeah, and I'm not always ready because see, that's why you're my kryptonite. <laughs> You bastard. <laughs> Wait, how am I your kryptonite? You're I, my, I make you weak? Yes. <laughs> weak in the you knees. You weaken me. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, like no one else can do that. Like mm. I am like a stone cold killer except when it comes to you. Yeah. Well. I mean, unless you try to fuck with me for too long. <laughs> and then, you know. Yeah, I've had, we, there have been some moments. There have been some where moments. Where I took it too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, like, so for me to change my mind, I guess when I think about like what it's taken, uh, yeah, in order to do that, I guess like just going through all these different experiences, many of which we've, most of which we've talked about, yeah, on the podcast here and stuff, and then like getting a different perspective on things because right. of those experiences. So like going from being homeowners and doing kind of okay financially to that kind of fairly quickly like. taking a total nosedive yeah and then losing the house and all this stuff and like you know we then we qualified for a little while to get like uh food stamps right and we qualified to get like you know free med like medical so did it make you empathetic yeah yeah it showed me that like okay that can happen to anybody right and if i hadn't had that experience i don't think that I would have changed my mind as easily or readily. So to, what to me what that says is like really important to go out and like try to do shit where you experience things because experiencing them or dealing directly with things is the only reason or the only way or maybe one of the few ways that you can genuinely change your mind about something. I think that's true. I think the other reason why we were able to do that in that situation is because we took responsibility, I think pretty hardcore, like Mm -hmm. probably more so than we needed to, um, for making all these mistakes. And I mean, on the one hand, it's like when you take responsibility for these big mistakes, you feel like shit and it's really hard to kind of get over like the sadness of it. But on the other hand, it's like if you just blame someone else for, you know, Oh, if you know this person had done this and that and blah blah blah, I wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. Then you really can't be empathetic. And so I think we just kind of looked out and going, yeah, we fucked up. And we let go of all the things that really kind of were the influence of other people in those situations. Because at the you know, at the end of the day you're making choices. So 
I think that helped. And I think like for me too, it's like I realized making choices is your responsibility. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's something that I'm sure my, in the future, like our kids will be like, God, my mom would never shut up about making choices <laughs> because I'm just like always on them, you know, about that. Like you make the choice, you know, right? you take the responsibility. Yeah. You know, like you, when you're blaming them for not doing something. Or? No, when they're blaming other people for why something happened or they're blaming this and that and they, all these excuses. It's like, yeah. But, um, so I'm kind of a Nazi. I'm a choice Nazi. How about that? Yeah. You are. You're pretty hardcore about that. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, I agree with you. I, I ended up having empathy too. And, and, and being kind of like kicked in the balls makes you, you know, kind of yeah. be like, oh, okay. Oh. I'm not so special. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Like no. if this, if this can happen so easily in my life, like you can just see how it happens to other people. Yeah. And I mean, we have so many things that make it so that we can, you know, kind of continue on and have a life and other people are not as lucky. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense why people don't make it, you know, and, and be successful in life. Yeah. You know, I do, I have empathy for people that are homeless or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, or they've gone to jail for some reason and they, now no one will hire them. You know, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's just not all cut and dry. It's not, but it's easy if you don't uh, ever get, you know, I guess directly touched by that. For some of those, like, really, like, core things that you believe in or you think, you know, that maybe come from, like, how you were raised or, you know, what Mm -hmm. what the situation was or whatever. Like, changing those things, to me, takes some sort of, like, truly jarring, rattling experience. Catastrophic. Where it's like, oh, that could have been really bad. Like if I was, um, you know, if I had more difficulty with like mental illness or something, or if I was, you know, somehow more at risk, if I was maybe a different color, uh, had a different color skin or like, you know, lived somewhere else, like this could have been totally different. Yeah. And speaking of all that, you know, like being white and living in Northern California and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, being male and all those things. Like, do you think that your upbringing influenced your lack of empathy at any point? I mean, like, because you actually got raised with a certain amount of, um, like values and ethics, which I think were good, Mm -hmm. you know, but some of them were kind of extreme and went in these different directions where like I was raised with, I feel like very little values, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Your parents aren't like big on, uh, like, like r- rules and stuff. Yeah. Like these are, these are our, our values this that we kind right of approach, thing, you know, approach life with. Yeah. So it's like two opposite ends of the spectrum. Almost your, your parents are like, well, kind of, I guess for them, but then your rebellion against that was to be kind of hardcore about what you thought at some point. Well, too. because I, I saw the negatives, you yeah. know, I, I mean, you know, and I won't name any names, but there was some people in my life that were, um, struggling so badly because they had no discipline and no ethics and no values that I didn't want my life to go that way. Right. Right. So, you know, like my parents were always just kind of like, like I just do shitty stuff and then they would just be like, well, yeah, whatever. Right. There wasn't any like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Here's the right thing to do. Here's don't, why you shouldn't don't do that. Don't do that again. Right. 
you know, I mean, once in a while, mm-hmm. but not as a constant. That stuff was fairly constant for me. So, yeah, like growing up in that kind of environment and, I, th- you know, like this area, like it's Northern California, but it's basically has more probably like politically and uh, socially and stuff uh, in common with like some Texas Plains town. Let's try it, like Alabama. <laughs> Yeah, something. I don't know. I've never been there. I've never been to either place except for the airport, but. Um, <laughs> I've been to Alabama. <laughs> I've never been to Alabama. But, uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, you know, so it's like growing up with with kind of that influence and that being pretty pretty strong and stuff, and then, like, changing your mind about things is tough because there aren't as many people who also have, those beliefs right you know there's definitely more people who kind of um are more aligned with how i used to be right it's more comfortable yeah for sure totally so it's funny because like when i met you i really didn't pick up on any of that shit like you didn't come across to me as any kind of a conservative of Mm -hmm. any kind i mean especially considering (laughs) all the crazy ass stuff he used to talk about. I mean, I was just like me with my no morals and whatever. I was just like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. You're weird, man. You're crazy. Like that's too much. Um, Well, I mean, I think like that influence came and went uh, a few different times in life to where it was like more of an active part of my day to day. Yeah. But at that point it was just all about hanging out and being cool, man. (laughs) Playing some sweet Radiohead songs. You did that. And, you know, yeah. like hacky sacking for a while. So you were basically like a hippie. Go to class. So when you, I, when I met you, you were like a hippie. And then like um, like maybe a year later, I remember like it was tax time. Mm-hmm. And oh, you like God. got your, whatever, you had to file taxes because you actually had a job. Which mm-hmm. I was like, yay, you have a job. Like you're not a loser, right. you know. Or like I didn't even really have a job. <laughs> And I got allowance. I mean, you know, oh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and then super cool. You were like, I have to file my taxes, and I was like, What filing taxes? I've never done that. What are you talking about? And then like you owed money or something, like fifty bucks or some amount of money, and you like flipped out, and and you were like talking about all this stuff to do with like taxes, and I was like, I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> I was so confused. And you were just like in this rage Raging. about taxes. And yeah. I was like, but it's like 50 bucks. Like, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> you were like, it's a big deal. Don't tell me it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's $50 that I can't spend on sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> or some shit. I don't or know. Or candy or something. Candy. Yeah. It, I, anyway, that was my first glimpse into like... Um, some kind of a conservative reaction to taxes or something. And I was like, yeah, well, that was weird. And then like, I just, I never, I mean, I didn't even put it together any of that stuff until like years went by. It's really funny. Like I didn't, I didn't understand what that was. Like I didn't, I wasn't political. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of like, well, I liked you and you know, you were like cool. And you like played music and played hacky sack and Played soccer and like, um, it was like super good looking. We didn't have to wait till we were married to have sex. So I was like, Mm -hmm. well, I don't see how that could be any kind of like conservatism. Yeah. (laughs) Little did you know that it ran pretty deep, but, uh, 
But I, I, I have one little side funny oh, story. Yeah. So this is like an example of like things that I used to say before I knew better, you know, and I was just like free will in it with yeah. my foot in my mouth pretty much all the time. Oh man. Um, I was like, this was like, we've been together like, I don't know, almost two years or something. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was a long time. And yeah, that I, felt like forever. I, yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, not in a bad way. No, no, I know. But when you're young, that's a long time. Yeah. And so I was like talking to your mom and your sister about something. I don't even know. I don't even mm-hmm. know what we were talking about. Oh, and then somehow it came up that like, you know, you have brown hair, right? But mm-hmm. your beard is red. Yeah. You know, and then I was like, well, that makes sense. But, you know, because he's <laughs> like I th- I said, a fire crotch. Like he has red pubic hair. Like. <laughs> Of course, you guys know that. We all know that. Yeah. And I was just like saying it in passing, like, you know, like the drapes match the carpet kind of a comment or oh something. And they, it was like total record scratch. And total they were silence. like, <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, what, what's the big deal, you guys? Like, you all know we're having sex, right? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, well, that was, oh, that was a no no. I think that might have been like the first kind of like, me stepping into the role of being like a bad influence on you or something. <laughs> no, you've always been a bad influence. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, yeah, record scratch. That's yeah. But Oof. I don't. I don't Oof remember that. being embarrassed about saying that at all. Yeah. Like it didn't. I was just like, well, that'd be funny to say that. Oh, you, yeah. Like you would. Uh, you were such a loose cannon <laughs> with what you would say. I like know. that. That's like kind of. That's uh, maybe not so good on the other, you know, on the other end of the spectrum or whatever. No, it's not. But I just remember you putting your foot in your mouth so many times (laughs) (laughs) in so many situations with so many different people. It'd be like, you'd just be like champing at the bit to just like shove your toes into your mouth. I didn't mean to. Like, this was just like me feeling like I didn't have any rules. No rules, mate. I don't know. But, yeah. you know, now I have so many rules. Like, good God. I guess that's kind of like part of the, um, you know, you try, well, especially having kids. Mm-hmm. If you have kids, you, um, I mean, I hope, like, for most people, you kind of snap into this thing. You're like, oh, my God, I have to be an example. Mm-hmm. I have to do better. I have to, like, do the right thing. I have to tell my kids what they, sh- you know, I mean. Yeah. So that's what happened to me. It was just like, I did like a 180. I, you know, I mean, yeah. for the most part, I was really like overboard. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> you you kind of like turned into sort of a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that just comes from like uh, being protective. And mm-hmm. I mean, when you, when you turn into a parent, it's like some kind of a horrible like zombie transformation or something, you know? It's like you just go from being this one person, yeah, da, 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 and then you have this, you know, kid and you go through this birth and this whole physical mm-hmm. it's a physical transformation much like a vampire or a zombie and then you wake up one day and you're like i am a new person <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's like that tool song 46 and 2 you know like you're you're uh oh, is that? mutating or whatever oh you're evolving like oh is that like the thing where you have to learn to swim because california is in the water or something no oh same album it. but different subject dang it yeah but I mean, yeah, I guess like that you might need, if you're in the water, you might need to um, like evolve too to get some like flippers or fins or like at least like webbed toes. 
Yeah. Was a, so, yeah. I, I mean, that was another change that I think was involuntary. Mm. You know? Yeah. Me going from being like, <laughs> making jokes about your pubic hair to being like a very strict parent. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. In about, you know, two years time. I mean, it was like a very short turnaround. <laughs> yeah. I guess that, that whole giving birth thing and being a mom, like uh, that, that gotcha. Oh, it got me. It got me bad. <laughs> got, you, mm-hmm. got you bad, but so good. So what about like, I don't know. I mean, as long as we're talking about all the things you shouldn't talk about, like yeah. politics uh-huh. and sex. Uh-huh. and well, How about like religion? It's not like, you know, some big deal. Uh, yeah. Well, so the funny thing is like, I don't, I didn't grow up with any religion. Yeah. And then at some point, like, I think like, uh, religion crept in. Mm-hmm. Like for my family and stuff, right? Probably because of other friends who kind of, you know, leaned uh, toward like that that side of things too, like uh, going to church and stuff. Although, when in the early days, none, yeah, none of them. No were, like, people you that. knew went to church except for your grandma. My grandma, yeah, she was always very religious. She was hardcore, but I think my mom was just like that. Sucks. That, she was like rebellious totally, against that. That's totally lame. And so because of that, like there was no God talk and stuff like that early mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, up until like I was a teenager. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And then that kind of turned into a thing. I see. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. So, I mean, I, you know, to a certain extent I was, I was in on that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, um, I don't know. I didn't start going to church at the same time or whatever, but I kind of came to that mm-hmm. uh, as well and mm-hmm. was going to church for a while and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I don't know what actually I'm trying to think of what actually changed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that'd be interesting to pinpoint. Yeah. I don't know if it really happened all at once. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it was like a slow thing where uh, maybe as you got older or you, understood it from a different perspective or something that you just kind of, I mean, for me from the outside, you just kind of came to a logical sort of conclusion that that wasn't like something that you either needed or made sense to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think like it started to kind of maybe get chipped away around the same time, like a similar time frame, Right. I think so. Kind of hardcore. Yeah. It's not like I was going to church, like, you know, up, up into like my thirties or something we, like we've that. We've never done the church thing regularly. Yeah. Either one of us. Like. Well, I mean, I did for a little bit. I don't know, but I don't know how long that actually really was even probably not that long. I mean, we even went with Morgan. <sighs> I know for a period of time. That's what I'm saying. But it wasn't that long. Yeah. So that was tricky, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So it just st- kind of started to go away and like probably around the same time as losing the house and all this other kind of traumatic stuff, really. That's mm-hmm. when, that's when I, you know, it's like started getting real angsty, man. You started. <laughs> <laughs> I continued my, my campaign of angst. I think you had a 28 year head start personally, but, but yeah. But honestly, like it was just like kind of thinking about it more and like, listening to different viewpoints and stuff like that, like got into listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. and stuff started like checking out different types of books and talking Mm. with with different types of people and stuff like that. And like working at different places, you know, yeah, like all that stuff kind of made me start to think, 
you know what? This is bullshit, man. I don't believe in any of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think like uh, there's something to be said for like education and like a well-rounded sort of like influences of different things and people and places that does kind of help you decide on those things. And if you're really just kind of coming from a place of um, one perspective or mm-hmm. like a very limited amount of, you know, education, it, it does make a difference because it doesn't give you you know, all the information you need sort of a thing. And, you know, some people in that situation, I mean, it could go either way. Like a lot of people who go through some kind of a tra- traumatic experience or like a crisis mm-hmm. go to religion. Yeah. You know, and they they need that as their way to work through like a challenge. Right. Or and, like, you know, multi-level marketing. Or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, something where they feel like they belong or there's like a community of people or there's just something. They yeah. need something. Mm-hmm. Something to like cling on to. Yeah. To cling on to, to feel like I got, this makes sense to me. This is like a system I can work in. Mm-hmm. But like for us, for whatever reason, it was just the opposite. Yeah. You know, it was like, I don't need a community. <laughs> I don't need somebody telling me what to do. I mean, it's so funny because like like, Steve Martin at the end of the jerk or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) I don't need anything but my ashtray. (laughs) (laughs) Just this lamp. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, we took plenty of things with us, but uh, we never turned to religion for a problem, I Mm -hmm. guess. And that to me, (laughs) that kind of makes sense for us because I feel like, you know, we talked about being outsiders. It's like you don't join the thing. It's like yeah. it, it's counterintuitive when you feel like an outsider. Well, you know, also like, you know, you you mentioned like education and stuff. I really don't think that's right because there are tons of like really highly educated people who totally are believers, you know. So I think it's it's more than that. It's 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 not really it's not really an indication of smarts in any way or anything. No, I'm not saying that. Or education necessarily, although there are some like you know uh, some fairly strong like kind of pulls in those directions or whatever. Yeah. Uh, in either situation, um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But uh, <laughs> what I meant by education is just like I I know that there are highly educated people that feel deeply religious, but I guess what I mean is like if you have not been exposed to all options. Right. You maybe have not had a chance to really make a choice, like in a way that like incorporates all things. Does does that make sense? Yeah. No, just like yeah. learn about different perspectives about yeah. things and read what makes this sense and that. for you. Like, you know, you if know? you if you really feel strongly about something, like you should probably read the arguments against it and understand right. it. Right. You know, to test, you know, to see like hey, can you can you make the thing you believe in stand up to this like scrutiny? Right. Sure. You know? And so, like, I, there were a lot of things I hadn't really done that with. Yeah, there's just a, certain things you kind of take for granted, and they're just kind of part of your culture. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like, <laughs> I didn't grow up with any religion at all. Yeah. In fact, at one point, something happened, like, at school, and I remember asking my parents to take me to church, and they're like, no, we don't. We're not going to do that. <laughs> but my... <laughs> what happened at school? <laughs> oh, it was like... Like a tree fell on uh, the classroom no. or something? Like what? <laughs> You felt like you had to pray to God or something like. I wish uh, it was. You that. were so bad. What no. did you do? Did you no. pop somebody's tires or something? <laughs> I wish. I wish it was that interesting. Got into a fight. I mean, I got into fights on dead shit, but that, no. I mean, I didn't even ask them for that when like the space shuttle exploded. Like, oh, you yeah. know, um, this was about going in the bathroom and doing the Bloody Mary thing. I got really freaked out about that. 
You know about that? No. That's like a school thing. It's like a kid stupid school thing where like kids are like, I went in the bathroom and I said these magic words and then I saw Bloody Mary appear in the mirror. It's like those like what? urban legend thing. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. This is like a thing that happens at school? I mean, in the 80s and 90s, Bloody I don't know. Bloody Mary? Is yeah. that like... So it's supposed to be like Mary... Was like, there a movie? Yeah. No, I don't know. I know Bloody Mary, yeah, like the historical figure. Yeah. So it's like Mary like of Catholicism that appears like drenched in blood or something. What? Yeah. No, Bloody Mary is something different than that. Oh, well, that's what it turned into in this, you know, like thing that kids do to scare each other. It's like a... I dare you to go in the bathroom and say these words in the mirror and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like... Is this like a Beetlejuice thing? Yeah, kind of. Like if you say it three times, like Beetlejuice comes and spits into his jacket or something? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. (laughs) What? Yeah. Um, You know how he comes out, like the first time he comes out and he like like hawks a loogie and like spits it into his jacket and he's like, I'll save that for later. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. I think that's how it goes. (laughs) So... So anyway, How does the old joke go? So I got freaked out. This was like third grade. I'm like eight years old or whatever. And all this is going on. And you know how that is when a big bunch of kids start saying, oh, this is true. And it happened. And da, da, da. So I got really freaked out. And I was like, I think we we're going to have to go to church. <laughs> I think the, the devil lives in the bathroom Did you just come, come up with that on your own? Yeah. Like I was like, this is the only solution to this problem. You like have I to have to go to, go to church. church. <laughs> and your parents were like, no. Nah, and my parents were like, no, thanks. We don't want to do that on Sunday. <laughs> we got better and I was we like, got shows to watch. I was like, well, if you don't want to go, can you just take me to a church and then I'll just go to church and like you can wait in the car or something? And they're like, no. <laughs> so like that, that was like, so I actually never went to church mm-hmm. except for a wedding or maybe a funeral. Yeah. Um, until I was like in high school. And then <laughs> I went to church. Because I was like trying to get in somebody's pants, <laughs> <laughs> which didn't pan out, thank goodness. But um, yeah, that was not a great reason to go to church. And as usually I, not the best, well, but I'm sure best, that I'm sure that best. factors heavily into. But you know, people I, going to but church. I gave it a genuine kind of like try. Yeah, I feel like, and like I really kind of tried to like learn about it and like understand what the hell they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like nine times out of ten, I was like. Okay, that was like total bullshit. <laughs> and I also was just like, I'm not going to do this thing where I'm like going to wait till I'm married to have sex with somebody because that's like insane. Like, why would I marry somebody I don't even know? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, so to me, it was, I'm too logical. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. It was to too me. slutty. Just too yeah, slutty too for slutty. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, when you go to church because you're to get ulterior motives, it's not great. <laughs> Right. So that all came and went in like the course of a year. And then I just was like, okay, well, I think I'm done with that. But until, yeah, Morgan was a baby. And we, mm-hmm. we, but I, you know, I think we went to church because I was like, maybe that's what you need. Oh, yeah. Because of all my anger issues. <laughs> yeah. And all my other issues. Yeah. And everything. You were having a hard time. And I was like, maybe this will help you. Right, 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 right. So then everybody started thinking that I was like, Super religious or something. I was all, well. <laughs> you are. Let me break man. it to you. <laughs> yeah, watch out, man. Bloody Mary almost got me. Then. The devil. <laughs> the devil incarnate. Yeah. Yeah. But I honestly That's like. so fucking weird, dude. Dude. Like I, I still kind of like felt like some, some dude. things m- like made, made sense to me mm-hmm. until 
like we did the story of the world curriculum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I homeschool our children right? for better or worse. And, um, yeah, we had this like audio thing where we listened to this book called the story of the world. And, and it's very long, but it goes through like kind of all these different cultures and their folk tales and their religions and the things that define these different periods of time and different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. I think it's fairly, you know, like, um, objective yeah anyway so it's going through all these things like oh greek people believed this about this thing you know and middle eastern people believed this and da, da, da. you know and i'm like going well that's just like a crazy story and like you know then they tell the next cultures like religion <laughs> that's so crazy and then they got to like the christian religion i was uh-huh. like oh my gosh this is just as crazy and it is totally like a fairy tale like yeah. all this other stuff and i was like Oh my God, like, and, you're such an idiot. And if you're inside of that, <laughs> then you are taught to treat everything else like that. But right. never, never, <laughs> never really told to think critically about the own fairy tale yeah. that you're also in. Yeah. You know what? While you were saying that, I remembered what like finally made me go, this is complete bullshit. What was it? It was watching that, um, uh, that series oh, with yeah. uh, uh, Campbell. Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell. That is uh, a really PBS good, series with really like Bill good. Moyers interviewing him and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And like he was not a, um, he, Joseph Campbell wasn't, uh, he was religious. Right. He was religious. Yeah. You know, but he also just like just fully laid out all of these stories and all of the similarities between all of them for all these different cultures. Yes, right. And I mean, the, the series is called, what was it? History of myth or, or um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm such it? an idiot. I can't remember. It's like it the right foundations now. of myth or the story of myth or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so like we watched that and like each episode I watched, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? He'd say some other thing and I'd be like, what the fuck? He'd tell right. another story right. about this story from another culture right. who has this completely different religion. And I'd be like, the same. What? thing are you kidding it's me? the same arc it's like the hero story yeah and right you know like explaining these things that happen in life mm-hmm. so you can deal with them in this right. way you know and there are all kinds yeah. of great stories there are stories oh, for sure. there are stories that are like sort of based on things that actually happen yeah there are stories that are the exact whatever we i mean we nobody would ever know but they're like the ver- verbatim like literal thing that happened Mm -hmm. and then there's made up stories and there's everything in between or whatever. And so that I remember that Mm -hmm. distinctly now Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm not going to like, this is such an obvious manipulation to me at this point. Yeah. Like the purpose of this is not actually, you know, like what it says it is to me. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's a fair amount of control that comes with religion and, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. And, like, I think that we're pretty much people that don't like we're to be controlled. We're out of control, man. <laughs> so it doesn't really, control. that doesn't really jive, like, you know, like, um, yeah. hey, live your life in this way forever and never question it and do all these things <laughs> because 2,000 years ago someone said this was what to do. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that, there's definitely some things in there that are um, uh, that are worthwhile. I it's not like it's all bad or sure. something, you know. I it, mean, the purpose of it is to give like you some sort of framework yes. that you can like morals, ethics, yeah, that you can right. like have some things around or whatever. Yeah. 
you yeah. know, and then it just gets out of control. And you can be manipulated where if someone has power over you, and there's so much of that in religion where it's like people become powerful because they're part of a religious organization. Yeah. That I, it gets very twisted because humans are not gods and they're not pure. And there's mm-hmm. just, a, the, for me, there's a lot of um, room for error. And sure. I don't like, I don't like to mix, you know, things up like that, you know? Yeah. Where on the one hand, it's supposed to be something that's beyond people. And on the other hand, people run it. And there's just like a lot of gray area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just thought of something when you, you, at some point, like very early on, you told me that you were impressed that I had faith yeah, or something like I that. I can't that. remember the exact mm-hmm. words, but what, what did you mean? Because I took it to mean that you thought I was like faithful to God or something like that, like the Christian, yeah. the Christian God and the religion or something. I mean, I think at the time. Was you, I wearing a crucifix? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I think at the time you were kind of like in this place of sort of being um, like, what do you call it? (laughs) Like monastic in a way. Like I think that you were looking for some kind of structure in your life and like meaning. Right. And I think that you were kind of finding some of that there because when you think about that sort of extremism in a religion where like, you know, monks go and live alone away from civilization and things like that um they're able to kind of like just concentrate on that and and they kind of it's like stay out of trouble it's kind of like a you know a purity thing Mm -hmm. um and for me if you're talking about religion i tend to be someone where i if i'm going to go to a church let's say and it could really be like any religion if i'm just going to go to church because someone asked me to go to church or it's a holiday or something. I tend to enjoy the old fashioned minimalism sort of pure, you know, ways of thought. If it comes down to that, I find it a much more, um, respectable thing in a way, Hmm. even though the old fashioned things come with a lot of problems because they're very like hardcore. Mm -hmm. But I think at the time, maybe in 16 and coming out of a, another relationship where like, um, it was like a very nihilistic like point of view mm-hmm. that was like refreshing uh, to me. It seemed yeah. hopeful mm-hmm. as if there was like some zest for life or like yeah. some, something where you're going to like have fun and like live and not be overthinking every part of what you do. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, because there is a way to have faith right. without necessarily being religious, Sure. you know, like, or yeah. focusing on one religion, you know, Right. Like you can have faith in the goodness of your fellow man or something like that. Well, you can have your own ethics and morals. Faith that, you know, you're going to like do your best to make things better. Right. To like for the rest of the day and tomorrow. I mean, you can have faith in another person. Right. Like, I mean, but staying married and being faithful to one person. Yeah. I mean, that's an old fashioned idea, but it is kind of along the same lines, Hmm. you know, where it's a purity of like living do you remember did you say that to me right when, right when we met and got together or what was that it was probably like after we i mean i don't think we were really together but it was like our our makeout sessions uh-huh it was like you know just me trying to communicate to you that i you know like um respected the fact that you were not just this sort of like um negative yeah. kind of 
like loser. Right. I mean, we're just surrounded by so much of that. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like nothing matters. So like I'll just do drugs and drink myself to death mm-hmm. because I live in this hovel. And it's sort of the suicidal sort of like right, right. way of living. And I was like, I'm so done with that. Like, <laughs> oh my god. That's good. Yeah. So that's kind of what it meant to me. I kind of thought that's what it was, but I just thought of that and then it's not something I've recalled that often. So Yeah. I found yeah. it attractive, I guess, in a certain mm-hmm. way. You know? I can see that. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's I'm fucking hot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so hot? What's wrong with you? I don't know, man. Is it hot in here or is it just me? Oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah, um, man. So, like, what are some of the other things that uh, that you've changed your mind about? You oh, used to be geez. a big time, um, used to be big time uh, into the anti-vaxxing movement, <laughs> right? Oh, I was an anti-vaxxer before the movement, man. No, I'm... <laughs> You're like the Jenny, you're the real Jenny McCarthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's me, man. Um, Yeah. So, (laughs) yes and no. Like, I started out on this one thing where I was like, as soon as I found out there was a chicken pox vaccine, I got Mm -hmm. uh, Morgan was like one and a half. I was like, we're getting the chicken pox vaccine today. Because I I, I was joking about you being an anti-vaccine. No, I was. I mean, I I kind of went through this phase where I was like... (laughs) Okay, I went through this phase where I was like, there's something wrong with Morgan. <laughs> and I was like, I have to, like, stop doing everything that's, like, going to, and like, increase these problems. Uh-huh. Like, oh, my God, what is it? Like, what can I do? Yeah. And one of those things, that was, like, right at the time where the people were starting to really re- relate um, autism and, and vaccines. Right, yeah, that false so study. I was like, that oh, did that. shit. Like, uh-huh. uh, I'm going to just, okay, hold up. so it's like we did all these vaccines and i just stopped Mm -hmm. and then when we had charlie we did a whole round of vaccines and then i stopped so it was just kind of like a it was like a delay where i was trying to figure out like is this like a real thing like Mm -hmm. do i should i do something else and then we didn't have insurance and all these things happened and so like they're being vaccinated got delayed by like five years yeah but it really it really wasn't because i was like a true believer in like no vaccines it was just kind of like it's kind of like wait and see. It was like a wait and thing. see. And then it became very and just obvious. Maybe to me. being a little disorganized <laughs> or something. Poor. And poor. And no health insurance. Yeah. I mean, like, I went through a, a period of like, did everybody eat today and take a shower? Okay, we did all everything. We did it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I wasn't like, did we get all our vaccinations and go and get our well child visit and our yeah. teeth cleaned? And, you know, um, so that was, yeah. So I kind of got over that. And then I was like, yep, back to vaccinating. And I understand the fear behind it. And, um, but if you have ever had a, one of those diseases, like you, you would never want anybody to go through that. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So there, yeah. So I'm over it. But I think like um I you know, when we were we were talking about this, you said <laughs> I think this is so funny. You were like, We're so ballsy, we're just like doing all this shit. And I was like, We are? Like, <laughs> I, I like I'm still kinda like gun shy. I'm like risk averse a little. Yeah. Still. And that's funny because you were saying to me that you were you were saying the order in one way that you were all ballsy when you're a kid. So yeah. I, I'm getting it now. I'm getting yeah. why you said that because of, you know, saying all that shit and sticking sure. your foot in your mouth right. all the time. No consequences. You were just like mm-hmm. shooting from the hip all the time. Right. And then you swung way hard to 
So you've swung a couple times. Yeah. 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 So you swung super hard after the kids right. were born. Right. And stuff. But then swung. swung. I think I'm still swinging back towards the other way. It's like it's taking yeah. me much longer to almost like get my confidence back or something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some, there's just something about that fear of being hated combined with I got to be a good example and a responsible person. So it's, yeah. I mean, I'm just not somebody who's like, hey, <laughs> got an investment. You want me to invest in? I'm yeah. all into that. Like, right. you know. <laughs> but I think you have like a, a healthy level of skepticism for the most part. You know, you have some weird shit like you can't, you know, you have to be within 200 miles of an ocean <laughs> stuff like that. You can't be landlocked, but you also can't be like on the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a goddamn I'm weirdo. En- I'm an enigma, okay? <laughs> Wrapped in a mystery. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're working on that. We're working we on working the on gun it. shyness. And, you know, like I tend to be more, I'm, you know, if you ask me my opinion on some decision or whatever, like I hate that. Oh, man, yeah. You know, but because I think because I hate it, and I'm getting better at that because, you know, I want you to ask my opinion about stuff and I want to actually say what it is. Well, I'm and, going and, to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's that makes sense. That's true. But, uh, yeah, like you, uh, what was I going to say? You're getting better? You're getting better at the making decisions or just? Oh, yeah. Like being more risky? saying yes oh well i was gonna say that i will uh you know i will support the shit that you say you want to do you do so if you You come to me and you're like oh should i do this should i do or should i do that or whatever then like i'll i'll just be a total dickhead about it (laughs) and just be like well duh you should fucking do that like what do you it's obvious that you want to do that and that's what you should do so you should just do that and you're still kind of like well (laughs) Yeah. But so I I can only do that for other people. I can't do that for myself. So maybe that's a good reason why we're the team babe that we are. I think today. so cuz I do that to you. Like yeah. I'm just like you just do this, just do it. Yeah, like what's wrong with you, you stupid yeah. idiot? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. all, well, should yeah. I do this? <laughs> no, really. Like I And I, then it's the complete yeah. uh reverse. It is. Like know? thank God like we can talk to each other about stuff because of <laughs> Because what happens to me is, like, if I can't talk to you, then I just, like, slash and burn. Yeah. And that's not good. All right. You got to, yeah, you got to check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As Ice Cube said. That's right. Uh, yeah, man, check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's um, right. Yeah, so, but, you know, when we were talking about that, like, there's also all this shit that we have done that's that's super ballsy. So it's all a matter of perspective. I like, guess so. You know, like you starting your businesses right. and all this stuff and, you know, writing a book and doing all yeah. the, all these things. And to me, I feel like there's all this stuff that we've done and put into motion and have been doing for like 10 years that we don't give ourselves credit for, you know, like. That's true. Like changing, uh, changing jobs and stuff when it's like uncomfortable to do that. But true. you have a feeling that like that this is the right way to go. Right. And you're like, well, just do it. Yeah. Or whatever. Like we've made some really hard decisions. We with have. That. Like me leaving the County, me leaving the shop. Totally. Me, you know, like doing all, all kinds of shit like that, doing the book thing. Not only that, but flip flopping on like things you said you'd never do. 
like take medication mm-hmm. or, you know, right. go to the doctor, <laughs> go to the dentist. <laughs> uh, I mean, like there's just things where it's like we have overcome these like stubborn things. And I mean, but again, it's really sometimes out of desperation, but sometimes it's like you need that desperation to, to change. I mean, so to me, change is good, but it's like it's hard. Like it, it kind of sucks the life out of me when it's happening. But then, you know, like when it's over, I feel better. I just don't feel like it's ever over. I don't really think it's ever really over, but I mean. Yeah, like change is the only constant, man. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's true. I well, mean, I mean, there's other constants. Yeah, well, you know what they you say, know, you know. Fucking weird about it. If you're comfortable, there's yeah. something wrong. Well, we have sure taken that to heart <laughs> for the last 10 years. That's for sure. So. Yeah. Um, and we're putting ourselves out there. We are we're speaking, you know, our truth, man. <laughs> from the heart. From the heart, man. And, yeah, tell uh, it to your boo. <laughs> you know, we're taking our thirteen-year-olds on snowy backpacking trips, man. That's right. We're living life, dude. Hey, and we're also like the parents of like a trans kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're doing it all. Like, yeah. we're we're like, I mean, somebody should give us an award. Like, are they coming? Like. Yeah, we're in the vortex <laughs> of the of the uh, ballsy blender. Oh boy! Like, and it's just like, thank goodness. I hope someone's like, you know, getting like just a couple chuckles in, just based on all of this crazy. Because like, you have to laugh. I like, hope so. Right? Do you feel like? Better? Oh, I have to laugh. Um, we do. Yeah. I mean, I hope other people can laugh too if they hear it. But yeah, I don't care. <laughs> 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 what what happened to yeah. your nineness? Don't you consider feelings of all people? Yeah. No. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm just joking. I love all you people who aren't listening right now. <laughs> Dude, don't you love our listeners? I love them. Okay, good. That's what I just Cuz I think we've hugged each one of them in person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all three. Um, yeah, it was a long hug line. It was like a receiving I know. line at yep. you know, a wedding or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so those are all the ballsy things that we do, man. And we're in it. And we're putting ourselves out there. Yeah, man. And like, I couldn't hope to do it with a better babe than you, babe. Oh, thanks, babe. So, I love you, babe. Love you, too. <laughs> <laughs>